Hi and welcome to Farah Karamuri Show. This show is all about busy mums juggling life and work. We talk about how they deal with relationships, parenting, self-care, planning and how do they deal with their careers. So join me every Sunday where I bring an insight to a mum who is spinning all the place. She got bullied every single day in school. It got so bad that she had to leave school. A young tender age of 13, she stayed at home and became a recluse. My guest this week talks about her journey from bullying to building a super successful business today, all whilst being a mum. Let's jump right in, guys, and let's see what Katie Godfrey has to say. Welcome to the podcast, Katie. Now, Thanks tell so us what you do. Tell us what you do. I'm so excited to have you. Oh, After a while, it's been, it's, yeah. been, it's been on the, on the calendar for a while. <laughs> Definitely. In 2019. Yeah. Um, thanks for inviting me. Oh, you're most welcome. Um, and yeah, I'm Katie Godfrey, so I am the CEO and fin- founder of KG Salons and KG Professional, and I'm also a business coach to the beauty industry as well, and I'm also above everything, come on me. A mummy, yes. <laughs> so tell us how you actually manage that. Now tell us how you actually came, how did you make the business? How, how did it start? Pretty long story, so mm. I'll cut it as short as I can. Don't, no, tell us everything. <laughs> um, it started all the way from back in school. Okay. So I left school at 13 mm-hmm. due to bullying. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, so I um, What kind left. of bullying? Just give us a little bit of a background. What the 13-year-old um, getting? All verbal. So it was older girls, never anyone my age. It was always okay. the older girls. It would be surrounding in, co- in corridors, in the toilets, um, outside of school. They would like send letters through my post box saying how they were going to bomb the house. If I went to the carnival, I'd be getting stabbed. What? It was all threats God. and fears. But as a 13-year-old, compared to these 15, 16-year-olds, I believed every word. Of course you did. So yeah. I become suicidal. Oh, my God. Um, I just hated life. It was a complete mess. Um, so your school years are oh, not great memories. No. Why Which then I did end up putting that on low, my little girl for a little bit when she first started school because all I kept thinking about was this fear that I had. And you have to be very careful to separate it and don't put that anxiety of on course, your children. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you can't help it because that's your DNA. It was just yeah. part of you, isn't it? Yeah. So I left school at 13. Okay. Um, so I left with no qualifications at all. And I kind of like I've become a recluse in my own house like I was too scared to go out and then I found modeling so I started modeling from 13 14 years old and it got me networking online talking to different photographers different models and then to get me out the house I'd obviously be going on photo shoots and they'd be in all like London Birmingham Manchester City okay so you completely changed direction of your thinking yeah and it was good because that networking got me to still associate with people they weren't my age these are people that are like in business and stuff like that I was networking so that's what's helped me later on in life how to network and stuff did you never uh, up until that stage modeled at all or anybody offered you nothing did you have a did you want to model nothing that I thought I'd ever do okay the kind of cliche story of got spotted on Oxford Street that's exactly what happened okay um and then I just went from that one photo shoot building up like portfolio to go to casting so I was a hair model um I was fashion model commercial runway so I'd done a bit of everything mm-hmm. and then as I got older um so by now I'm like 18 years old so I've been modeling this whole time five years yeah yeah and that was my full-time job I moved to London to pursue wow. it like, yeah it was amazing absolutely amazing so from some, a, a child that's been bullied to now almost in a spotlight for us for everything good yeah you know definitely. the confidence that you, they had shot down because yeah. of bullying you'd built it all back up again definitely was that hard that period because i was literally on the floor so i didn't think mm. i was beautiful i didn't wasn't confident at all i believed every single thing that these bullies told me um why were they bullying <laughs> To this day, I don't know. Really? Obviously, okay. as I'm older and more mature now, I'm going to pull it down to jealousy. Okay. Back then, that's I would probably never more have said that. bigger. It is one of the big reasons, isn't it? For people, when they're not happy with themselves, they put it onto other people, Definitely. and that is what bullying really yeah. essentially is. Definitely. Yeah. So, Get, you know, bringing another person down to make yourself feel better. Yes. It is there's a big sign there that I don't like what the way you look, or or I want to look like you actually. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And I would never have saw that back then. No, of course you wouldn't have. Yeah. As you get older, you realise it. 
so mm. so yeah got, with the model agency I knew a lot of people within the industry so my agents would then come to me and say oh, okay I need to model for this job do you know anyone mm-hmm. else that can do it alongside you and these agents would come to me asking that so I thought okay I'm going to open my own model agency oh my so goodness 18, that's what I done really yeah wow okay. <laughs> where were you where are you living now um, I went back home okay. London was amazing but I was broke okay. so all of my money <laughs> you spent I was it getting, out I was spending or going on to my rent like yeah. I remember having like hardly no money because it all my rent was extortionate and I would get like a curry for like 12 pounds and make it last like four days wow <laughs> Gosh, that was my thing, lasting curry for like four days. Curry is your favourite, is it? It wasn't, but it was the cheapest I could find. (laughs) (laughs) That would last me. Um, So yeah, I become like really skinny. My mum used to come up and she used to be like, you need to come home. Mm. Um, So I ended up just going back to my parents' house. Obviously I was so young, like I was 17 then. Um, Going back to my parents' house and I was working from my parents' office there. So... So this, you've got a business mind from a very young age. Yeah, and I have no idea where it's come from. Parents? Like, my my dad does have a building company, but solo, so it was just it's just him. So he goes out and does his own work and is successful, does well. Yeah. Um, my mum is, um, well, she founded a charity years and years ago, which is really successful charity now. She's stepped down, but so she's been in business, but not for profit. Okay. So did you see? Do you think business, that was? That, yeah. you, you saw that as you were yeah. growing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so that must have had some kind of impact for you to yeah. confidently open a model agency. I mean, that's a huge I, thing to do. I've always said because I left school with no qualifications, what the hell was I going to do? Mm. So you had this pressure on to do something. I had to do yeah. Something because I wasn't the person that had ambitions of not doing anything with my life or Mm. going into a normal nine to five, not that there's anything wrong with that at all. But that wasn't you. It's just not what I wanted. Um, So I knew I had to do something. Mm -hmm. So opening the model agency was my first thing. I remember that day like it was yesterday, like shouting to my mum saying, can you be a secretary of the company? It's telling me I need a secretary. (laughs) (laughs) So so you sat there online looking at what you need. Registering my company. What's it called, your company? KG Model Management. Okay, so you've stuck with that name, haven't you? Yeah. All the way through your all your businesses. Yeah. Yeah. And my actual salon that I've got now, which I'll come to, that still runs under KG Model Management because I never wanted to get rid of that name. So yeah. So like a holding company for your businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, So I opened up the uh, the agency and that was from my parents office and I had girls literally working all around the world for me like with with different jobs and it was really really fun but this is all online all you online. did that okay wow all online. okay I'd go to like the job sometimes and meet the models and stuff like that but with when the model I don't know if the model agency has changed now but back then it would be portfolio work you, you get their headshots and stuff you can mm-hmm. send them on photo shoots that type of thing but I always wanted a base to mm-hmm. meet my models measure them do headshots etc and have more of a, um, a relationship with them did you do that yourself so I wanted to do that okay so I decided I needed a base mm-hmm. and I knew that even though the agency was doing well, I needed more to be able to have big overheads okay. for a premises. So I decided to find a premises and combine a tanning shop along with the model agency. So I found where my salon is now, and the beginning of it was a tanning shop, mm-hmm. and then the back was my office and photographic studio. Mm-hmm. So I got to meet my models, do the measurements, their photos, etc., and I absolutely loved it. And it actually brought in a bit more revenue because the tanning shop. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's how kind of KG Salon was born. Like I nearly. 11 years ago now wow amazing so did you you then stopped doing the modeling Are you still that's yeah so we basically I was still modeling myself and I was running the agency and the salon but because we was in a new village that I didn't really know of um, there was no salons back then it was quite rare to see beauty salons there's lots of hairdressers but beauty salons mm-hmm. was quite far and in between and um, completely different now the um, industry has evolved so yeah. much but we had so many clients come in saying, oh, can you, can you do this treatment? Can you do that treatment? And back then, we was literally just some beds, and we had one nail bar that we'd done okay. nails every now and then. So I had to make the decision to make the rest of the building treatment rooms. So as the demand increased, you decided to go with it rather yeah. than 
that's then, really quite yeah. good that Which you wanted was to hard. play into yeah yeah it was hard because part of me felt like a failure because I was shutting one business down mm. but then I wasn't because another door opened innovation because you're thinking my clients want this how do I yeah. provide it yeah and so I had to make that decision and it was the best decision I'd ever made really yeah the industry was changing anyway back then yeah. with the modelling agency um, some things I didn't want to get into like glamour modelling and stuff like that wasn't my thing mm-hmm. and so it was just it was time for a change anyway and like I said it's the best decision I'd done so we ended up changing it so we had um, we've got the two sun beds we've got four now stations now we've got the pedicure area we've got two treatment rooms but one's kind of slashed in half so three so we've we've been able to make quite a big salon from from what area oh where is it based Barton Leclay in Bedfordshire. Oh, I know Barton Leclay. My friend yeah. Louise Morgan lives there. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. She, well, she used to live there with her two daughters, um, but they moved. But that's the only time I've heard of the name Barton yeah. Leclay. Okay, so you live down there as I well? I'm originally from Luton. Okay. And then for the last, I'd say, eight years, I've been a bit of a traveller. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been jump on, jumping from area to area because I'm trying to figure out where I'm settling. But then obviously when I had my little girl, I thought, well, I need to stop renting yeah. places for a year and going somewhere else. She's moved like four times in four years or something ridiculous so we brought somewhere um last year so okay. we're settled in great denham now which is how far are you um, from that's summer? bedford so i'm literally about half an hour away from oh, okay it's not that it's on that no. route isn't it okay yeah. and what are your visions for future for your business what would you like to do um my focus now has gone into training and developing other people so I love helping Does others enjoy in that? business. I absolutely love yeah. it. So I love helping others in business, startups that it's hard. Like business is mm, hard. Really hard. If you don't know anything about it, like you don't even know how to register a company. How do you yeah. go from there? So you may have a, a passion, you may have a desire, but you're like, oh, I don't know how to start. Yeah. So this is where you'll come into. Definitely. So you'll be able to help people with the same thing that you're doing? Yeah. And okay. because I do have so many stories over 10 years, I find it that I can inspire others quite easily just from my stories mm. like, and that gives them hope to keep pushing forward. And in my industry, in the beauty industry, it's very common now because beauty is so popular that we're getting beauticians or eyelash technicians that are amazing at their job mm. then think, okay, I need to now go and open a business or a salon and they're not actually business minded. Mm-hmm. So they need a lot of business coaching, they need their mindset changing and that type of thing. So that's where I come in. Mm-hmm. So I'll help the startups there or the new salon owners that don't know how to manage staff or mm-hmm. need to now even though they were busy with their own column, they've now got a team of people who need to fill their column. So how are we gonna do that? Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of my newest business venture okay. um, and that's I, concentrating on now that's what I'm concentrating on and everything kind of slits up like the salon obviously is the main model of yeah. the business then we've got the um, training and product range which runs a lot alongside everything so we specialise in eyelash extensions with that um, because when I opened up the salon I ended up doing uh, training courses for myself ended up learning the treatment so then I can go on and teach mm-hmm. and eyelash extensions is what I specialised in um, I won awards for the, being eyelash technician of the year and stuff oh, wow. like that. So okay. yeah, I was like, is it hard? That. It's it yeah, it's hard. a lot of people think you just stick eyelashes on no, people. No, one, it's at, one different. at a time, and <laughs> yeah. it's so precise. You have to be good at your uh, motor skills, don't you? Yeah, really? definitely. Okay. Um, yeah, it's very very difficult. So now I teach that, and I love that. So that's helping, and p- people that come on our courses, it might be from a salon that people have recruited, so they want to bring it into a salon, or it might be a lot of the time stay at home mums that yeah. want to get back to work and work around their children so they perfect, can do it from home. for them yeah so it's a mix of people that actually come to love. that okay. yeah and how long does it take for a course a course is just a day's course okay. um, it's very very intense okay. and you don't go about being feeling very very confident because obviously it's so intense and there's a lot to Practice, learn isn't it? Yeah, yeah but we offer the ongoing help and support so okay. students can get in touch with us anytime they can okay. send in their work for feedback and that type of thing so we kind of hold our hand for from the client for the whole journey okay so so that used to be only one of you so how did you develop a team what was how did you take your first person on. can you remember that yes yeah uh, my first person was Chloe and she still works for me to this day awesome. okay. so she, I recruited her six months into the salon uh, she's now my salon manager and we I remember the salon was dead like it wasn't like an overnight success or anything no, no. the salon was quiet like it was hard like there was times where I like wanted to go bankrupt because it was just easier to just go and get that normal job 
Um, I, my so dad, you went through days like this? Yeah, my dad used to give me, because I was well, living from home, thank God, mm. then. My dad used to give me like £40 a week just to like live just on live and get food. food yeah. um, so very, very different to how my life is now. I couldn't, I couldn't give up. It was easier to go bankrupt, but I couldn't give up. Otherwise, again, what the hell was yeah. I doing? And I did have this passion for it. So yeah, I recruited Chloe, first of all, and then until me and her were booked up, I then wouldn't go and recruit until that time. Okay. And then again, when that person was booked up, then I would recruit again, and okay. then that's how it How did on. you trust the process of recruitment? Because when you, you've got your own business, you don't, you almost find it difficult to bring the person that's gonna be like you, show the same dedication, show the same commitment. How did you find, find how did you find her? Um, finding a team is hard mm. like really really hard and I think recruiting and knowing who to recruit comes over time mm-hmm. when you've like in my time I've had some amazing people work for me and I'm thankful for every single person that has worked for mm. me but at the same time there's always some bad eggs and then they come yeah, in the, the, of course. the salon or the working place not a nice experience and it's about finding them within the interview process mm-hmm. if you can um Chloe I recruited for a newspaper you just wouldn't do that nowadays no like, that's just they don't even advertise do they yeah now it's going to be indeed.com or Instagram yeah. or Facebook yeah um but it's just yeah interview process is really really important for us then we get the people we like back for trade tests then they'll have six month probationary periods okay. so then we can kind of judge their skills and they can obviously see if they like working with us as well within that six months and then we go on to them but I'm very um, hands on with my team mm-hmm. I'd like to think that I offer them training a lot so it's not mm-hmm. just they're trained when they come in there's ongoing training always mm-hmm. like even if they've been with me for 10 years they're still getting training because new things are happening all the time exactly so you can't be you, stuck in your ways are you uh, do you schedule that then you so you, you've got team training and everybody uh, you know you don't there's no salon there's no clients but you're training your client you're train the trainer almost yeah definitely yeah. so we'll do the training in-house or i send them away on training um, we're always doing regular team meetings to make sure everyone's on board. This, this, when, especially in a salon and like any business, the culture has to be right mm. and everyone has to be on the same culture and that's really, really important. Have you think your team has bought into the vision that you have? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And, to, for, and I know that because I don't have to go there and the salon's working yeah. perfectly. I like to go there and I do go there. Um, I'm not someone that's not hands-on. Like I yeah. go there two times a week possibly. Um, that's not because I have to. I like to go and take my laptop and work and work there. I like yeah. to interact with them. I like to see the clients. But there's sal- I can go on holiday and the salon's working smoothly without me. How like, do you they're feel? Amazing Isn't that amazing to, to actually achieve that? Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Because that was hard to get to. There was yeah. times where I was no way being able to come out of that salon. How many hours did you think on your when you were working the most? How many hours were you putting in? I would say when I was working in the salon as a therapist and a salon owner, I was doing your nine to ten hour days in the salon physically doing treatment and then I'd go home and work on the business so you would be working constantly other than bedtime wow. um, whereas now I'd say I still am working them hours but it's because I choose to okay. I'd say I'm very addicted to the business yeah. so I'm choosing to do Workaholic, that yeah. um, but that's my choice whereas when I was doing treatment that wasn't my choice I had to do the treatments and then I had to go home and work on mm. the business so. so then came your daughter Yes. All of what you were doing. Mm-hmm. How did your life change? Dramatically. Did it? Tell us about that. Um, I remember I was desperate for a baby. Desperate. And Lola Rose come along. And during that, obviously being pregnant, when I fell pregnant, I had a full column of clients. Mm-hmm. So I thought... I'm the busiest person in the salon. I'm the one bringing the most money in the salon. Mm. How is the salon going to survive? Because I'm going to have a baby and not be here. So I decided, like, within three weeks or so of finding out that I was pregnant, that I needed to train up more of the girls to do what I'd done, make sure everyone was definitely on my standard, so it didn't matter what client went to Mm. who, they would still be happy. Mm. And I stopped doing clients three months into being pregnant. So I transferred all of my client base. Didn't get get used to it. Yeah. Such a good idea. Yeah, I didn't lose any clients, thank God. Um, And I never really went back to doing treatments again after that. I 
dip in at Christmas time. Um, I'm a single mum, so when Lola did start seeing her dad at some point a while ago, I would think, oh God, what am I going to do with myself? So yeah. I would like go in and work and yeah. do treatments again. But I'm from the year ago, I haven't done any treatments, so I've completely stepped back again, which I think is important yeah. to make a salon or business successful. Um, I was a single mum at 10 weeks pregnant. Wow. So I'd done the whole pregnancy alone. And great experience really sad but good like it's sad at the point of when you're growing you've got no one there to experience that with you when I went to scans I had my dad with me which thank god but you know it's completely yeah. different to having a partner um when I was worried I was going to labor or my waters broke like I didn't have any, that person there um when I give birth I didn't have that person there so that was really sad but then to experience that pregnancy and having it all to myself at the same time was really nice. And I did love pregnancy. Like, did I you? absolutely loved it. Like, I would be a surrogate for someone. Oh, like. my God. And, uh, guys, I hope you're listening to this. <laughs> Katie loves being pregnant. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. I mean, by the end, Did you have course, a good, good pregnancy like, then, I'll take it? Yeah, and yeah. I had it ups and downs. But yeah. the, the stories I hear, I definitely had it easy compared to some people. Mm. Um, and Do you think I your tolerance just, levels are quite high, though? Yeah. Do you, I, I, I think you take things in your stride really yeah. well, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I won't let anything knock me. Yeah. So we'll try not to. I've been close to many times, but I, yeah, I do come across quite strong. I guess I am. Mm. So, and so when I was obviously pregnant, I was like, okay, well, I'm like, got to smash it even more than I'm smashing it now because I've got so a little So you raised your game even higher. Yeah. Yeah. And business actually grew while I was pregnant and after I had Lola because I was managing the business completely different to mm -hmm. when I didn't have her mm -hmm. because I have less time I yeah. needed to spend time with her so I needed to manage the, the business completely different and that really worked like really worked so I'm so grateful for that and the first few months when you obviously just had a baby you not feeling quite up to it how did you how is the salon still going is this has Chloe been appointed at now yeah or? actually when I was pregnant and when I had Lola, I actually had two salons. I had a hairdresser as well. Okay. Um, I always forget that, but I had a hairdresser as well. I, I sold that a few years back. Um, hairdressing just wasn't my thing. Um, but that was a successful business as well. So I was actually running two salons at the time and wow. a training academy. So Gosh, okay. I was pretty busy, but I didn't have that whole nine months off maternity no you got no chance did you, it's good to know what kind of time did you take off actually none literally till, the, till you gave birth no I remember going into the salon I was induced two weeks early so I remember going into the salon the day before I was induced not necessarily working but I'd always have to be, be there, there or be yeah. somewhere like no way am I sitting at home that's no. just not happening okay so um, still get ready in the morning and get yes. yourself out there okay and then when I had Lola I remember having to have staff meeting with someone like three or four days in after having birth, given birth wow and I was dealing with you've got the baby with you stuff then yeah I'd take her with me yeah she was used to and she still is now she used to go into the salons she's used to go come into meetings with me um she knows how to act when she's in workspace and then we'll always do something fun after so she doesn't think oh, i'm going to work again with mum like she always gets something at the end so it'll be we go to bounce or we might go to the zoo or yeah. whatever like there like will always be something almost. i do otherwise yeah. i feel awful yeah um so she'll always have that but she now she's four she loves it like she loves she's done anything different does she no she's, just... she's got a little area in the salon which she calls her salon she oh. makes everyone go in she takes, makes everyone take their shoes off and paints their nails she does her own nails so she's a little bit more louder and a little bit more mouthier now she's four <laughs> um, so I actually have to take her in less now she's older because she rules the roost <laughs> <laughs> was there any time when Lola was born to did you feel mother the guilt that comes with working and leaving your child behind did you have that I know you took her most time because it's your own business so those are the perks of your having your own but at the same time you have to, you have to work more yeah. and there's no mat leave here I take it no no such thing as mat leave you just went in yeah the guilt happens every single day Does like it? even to this how point how do you manage that um, I have to 
look at all the good points and what our lifestyle is and we could only have our lifestyle if it means mum is working mm. and she knows that now as well mm. um we, she's had conversations with me of mummy can you get off your phone um mummy mm-hmm. do you have to work today mm-hmm. and then i'll have to explain to her like i don't sit on my phone talking to my friends mm. i wish i was mm. so i'm working but i'm on my phone um and mummy has to go to work today and i'll say you, that holiday you went on last month or the clothes that you're wearing today or like the food that you eat it's because mummy works like and we have to do that to survive and she turned around she's like oh I think you better go back to work then <laughs> that was quick and I like, yeah. simply explained and she's so used to me working or having mm. with me and our lifestyle that she doesn't really question it now but even like yesterday I ended up having a phone meeting which was before school run and it was the one day of the week that she wasn't at after school club so and I love them days because it's only like one or twice a week mm-hmm. where she's not at our school club so I can pick her up at 3.15 and this call coming at half two he was like I won't be long blah 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 so we're on the phone I'm looking at the time thinking god it's quarter past that, three that Gosh. panic isn't oh, it I know. so I like chipped it to the school I wasn't late because I was literally round the corner but then she comes out of school and I'm on the phone because mm. I'm in it was actually an interview for um, a TV show so okay. it's not like I could be like call you back later yeah, like it was yeah. really important so I was like got her out of school so I'm still on the phone and she's like mom mom and I'm like oh my god so like, just one minute one minute yeah. got her in the car and because I was on the phone too long with this producer she fell asleep oh and I felt so guilty oh, and I drove home and I tried to wake her up in the car and then this is really bad but it's the god's honest truth I thought, I need to now send the, this producer on the phone to all these details that he wanted. If I do it now and wake her up, then I'm not going to be able to do it till mm. much later and I really need to get over to this guy. So I sat in the car for like an extra half an hour knowing she's napped, she ain't going to sleep tonight. Mm. Like, exactly. No There's other things that you're now starting to worry, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. yeah. But I need to get this email across. So I stayed in the car with her fast asleep while I've really done, done these emails. And then the whole time, I'm like, okay, this is the best situation because she doesn't know I'm working right now. But then I was like, now she's going to be up all night. So I was like, oh, God, so I was riddled with guilt to the point where she was up all night. She watched Love Island with me. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. Oh, I thought, oh, God, I can't believe what she's like. I don't like this couple, Mum. I like this couple. I'm like, you're four, four know years you're old. <laughs> that one call, phone call and the repercussions <laughs> are continuing throughout I know. the night. So, oh, so be it. But this is, this is, this is real stuff, isn't it? this is what you just explained and I really appreciate your honesty here but this is what happens yeah you know what do you do because you do have your own business you can't just tell this producer to go away because obviously this looks like some kind of you've been interviewed for something or yeah and I can't drop that opportunity because yeah. you don't know how it's gonna and I've got to think impact well, it's gonna impact the business mm. but actually mine and Lola's life it might be exactly. a really good thing for our life so I can't like be like okay see you later yeah it's just something that had to happen yesterday um but the guilt's all the time yeah. like all the time. I stopped working weekends, mm-hmm. um, so I don't work weekends. But then last weekend, I did have to have to cover a training course for a Saturday, and it's the first weekend I had to work in a long time. Okay, sh- so you got weekends are together. Yeah, yeah, they're always together. Okay. Um, but then she was like, "Oh, it's not school tomorrow because we haven't had two days together." And I was like, "It is school tomorrow." Oh, <laughs> she knows the routine really yeah, well, doesn't she? She's yeah. a routine girl, yeah. definitely. So, yeah, we're there, but you just got to think of the positives of mm. why, why you, you work doing what and you what do. you get for that. Yeah. So, for us, like my thing and her thing is we go away a lot. Oh, like, do you? We'll try and go away around five, six times a year. Okay. It's Where do you go? <sighs> Dubai is our favourite place. Okay. We're going to Abu Dhabi in a few weeks. Okay. So, now she's in school. I have to do it, obviously, around school yeah. term. So, when it's the sc- um, school holidays, more than likely we're out of the country. But then, when we, the reason for that is... My team, time together. no, not to contact me when I'm on holiday. So you're quite disciplined like that. That's, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I'll still do the odd important email that comes through. I've got an assistant that takes care of all of my stuff and I really want to take my hands off everything. So us going away is our quality time and mm-hmm. she loves it. Mm-hmm. Like she's got to experience so much stuff in her life already. In four years already, yeah, exactly. Like, and you made that happen. Yeah, and I have to Amazing. be so grateful for that Absolutely. and actually so proud of myself that I've been able to do that for her. So that's why mummy works. So that's why there are some side effects, but that's how you manage it. Yeah. You manage it as and when it happens. You try to not do it because your yeah. intention was to go pick her up at quarter past three. Yeah, I was and, really But all these to things it. happen, exactly. <laughs> all these things happen in the way. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. yeah. so self care then. 
Mm -hmm. So from where I'm sitting, you look amazing or like, you know, that looks like you look after yourself. But I'm Thank sure you. there's a little secret behind that. How do you actually manage your self-care? Half five startups. So I will wake up at half five in the morning. Every day? Regardless of weekends? Not weekends. Okay. No, I'm Thank God staying I in bed on yes, weekends. I love lying in weekends. <laughs> I'm saying I get up at 4.30, so I know where you're coming from. On a Sunday, sometimes we aren't out of bed till like 11 o'clock, and yeah. I don't feel guilty for that. No, exactly. <laughs> we like that time. So, um, yes, yeah, so I get up at half five in the morning. I will work out, even if that's just 15 minutes, half an hour. Okay. It's better than nothing. Um, what kind of workout do you do? Well, I love the gym, but it's just not possible, again, being a single mum. Mm -hmm. When I was buying my house, we had a stopgap where we had to go to my parents for six months. Mm -hmm. So half five, I was at the gym every morning because someone could yeah, look after daughter, her. Yeah. Now it's impossible. So I love putting on Amazon Prime, workout DVDs, and just smashing them out. Like, okay. I absolutely love that. Um, awesome. I've had personal trainers in the past where they'll give you workout plans every day and that type of thing. So I'm I'm into my fitness. I do Monday slack every now and then, but mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm into my fitness. And then I will always, even since the day she was born, make sure I put my face and makeup on and do my hair. Okay. It's just always been important to me. Yeah. If I don't do that, I feel rubbish. Mm. Um, and that affects my whole day, believe mm, it or not. Absolutely. Because when you catch yourself in the mirror and think, I can't believe I look like that, or just that mum stereotype of, I don't have time to get ready in the morning. Mm. Yes, you do. Like, you can get up at half an hour yeah, earlier than absolutely. your children. You have a choice. Everyone yeah, can make exactly. a choice. Yeah. So that's my choice to do that. And I guess, again, because I do have the businesses and there is this perception of... Yeah, there's an image that goes with it, absolutely. I've got yeah. to carry on that that's, look and that image. Yeah. Um, is there days you go without all of it, the weekends? Yeah, sometimes like on a Sunday for having a day in, like I just stop, put my jogging bottoms on and yeah. bung my hair up and I love them days. But sometimes even if I'm working from home, I still make sure I'm ready. Mm. It's a different, because it's just like almost being set up to do that job, isn't it? Yeah. Like if you want to work out, if you don't go into your gym outfit mm -hmm. or you don't wear like the sports bra, you, mentally you're not ready. Yeah. You're just going to slack or you oh, can't do this because, you know, I haven't got the right bra on, I haven't got the right leggings on and you sometimes it doesn't quite work out in pyjamas so it's that yeah. the mindset changes when you change Definitely. or you you make up or whatever you yeah. do to make yourself feel comfortable and confident for the yeah, day ahead definitely and if I wake up and I do put my tracksuit on or say like you was going to do work in your pyjamas because you can because no one's seeing you I just think automatically you will feel that bit more lazy mm. um, you won't be as productive not everyone but for me yeah and then if I do still put my work suit on or dress up, even if I'm at home, I know I'm going to boss it even more because mm. I've, I've looked that way, I feel that way. It just, it just helps me. Helps you too, And yeah. even if I don't get up earlier than Lola, she knows mummy goes in the bathroom and does her makeup. Mm. She, most of the time, means she sits with me and does it. Yeah. Um, she wanted a mini makeup use, station like, yeah. for her Christmas and that's what she got. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she's going to follow what you're doing. Yeah, and I just think it's important that she sees that I do get ready in the yeah. morning too. And so she is very much, she gets up, she wants to get dressed straight yeah. away. So it's exactly the same routine that she's in. Wow. And so how do you look after yourself in terms of nutrition? Well, that's a different Did you subject. go through a journey? The what? Did you go through a journey mm. of sometimes missing meals or because as you're so busy, is that your priority or... So I'm a massive foodie, so mm -hmm. I love food. But then, say for example, people that I work with will be Kate Never Eats. So when I'm in the salon, oh, they okay. feed me, like they provide me just tea all the time. Like they really look after me, bless them. Um, because they know when I'm in work mode, I don't eat, I okay. don't drink, because I'm just so stuck. Like you won't see me take a break. That's just how I work, as bad as it is, and wouldn't recommend it to anyone. And then if I'm not a cook. I'm definitely not my housewife. Most probably one single. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cook and provide for Lola, obviously, but her food and my food is completely different. I'm not going to be making a full meal. So what I do now is every single morning we have breakfast together before the school run. That's our thing, and no one disturbs that. And then at lunch, I either have a slim fast shake because okay. it's just easy for me, or a prep meal. Okay. And at night, I'll have a prep meal. So I order my prep meals in from Company Meal and Keens, actually. Okay. Game Changer Kitchen. Game Changer, yeah. Um, 
they're part of this, I think, once. Oh, were they? Well, I'm no, not no, sure. Game Changer, because they used to provide food, or they still do, to a, um, like, a reboot. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to that yeah, reboot. Yeah, I haven't thing. been, but yeah, I've they, heard they provide, Yeah, that's right, they provide food for them. So oh, okay. I live off prep meals, because if I... That's pretty good, because it's quite balanced. It's, it's balanced. Sp- it's quite clever to actually, rather than skipping meals, you've got something ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. So I've always got, so I always have a slim fast shake in my bag, um, and I'll always have a prep meal in the week. At weekends, I refuse to cook, I refuse to have a prep meal, we'll always eat out or get takeout. Mm-hmm. That's just our weekend. Yeah, that's your relaxing time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if I don't have the prep meals, what happens is I binge because mm-hmm. I can't bother to make anything. Yeah, so you're going to go and pick on things. Yeah, yeah, so I'll pick or a snack. So I'm yeah. very careful with my food shopping that I just haven't got a load of rubbish in. Yeah, great. Is that um, with how you make sure that it's not there? Yeah. Yeah. It's very much black and white with you, isn't it? It's like, I don't want to eat this. I'm not going to bring it in. Yeah, I'm not going to bring it in and then have this temptation and use my energy to battle with this particular chocolate or crisp or whatever it could. Because I'm a crisp girl. So, for example, if I'm feeling like a a bad week when it comes to eating, I will go to the shop and I no lie, I will buy three massive bags of crisp because I don't know which flavour to have. Mm -hmm. I will eat all three bags within like two days. Yeah. I totally know where you're coming from. And then you feel really rubbish after. Why did I even do that? Like, I'm not strong when it comes to the food. Food. I don't think many people are. Not many women are, are they? I'm really bad. Like, I'm such a foodie. So it's just... Yeah, so it's, that's why going out for meals and stuff at the weekend is so important to me. I've been so deprived of food all, all week. week. Yeah, you've been having the set meals. <laughs> no, the set meals are quite nice, aren't they, though? Yeah. Really tasty. They're really nice. But they are portion controlled, aren't they? Small. Yeah, they are small, exactly. Yeah, but so, they just do the job. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So you've got you've got a system in how you are sort of keeping the weight in place and you exercise in place because it works for you. Yeah. And that, that's good that you're able to do that rather than just be wishing, I want to have this kind of body. I want, you're not wishing, you're making it happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, don't get me wrong. I wish my body was a lot better than what it is. Like, there's parts of me that I hate. I can't stand my stomach. Or when I go on holiday in a few weeks' time, I know I'm going to have body, like, hiccups when I'm there because I hate being in a bikini. Like, so there's always things for improvement. But then I'm like, well... How do you deal with that? Because there are a lot of women listening to this. So many people struggle to wear a bikini and have that body. And it's not other people looking at them. It's them themselves, isn't it? It's, it's your own confidence with your body rather than other people saying anything to you. Yeah. But we think other people looking at us thinking, why have you got this on? You yeah. don't deserve to be in this bikini. I definitely think that the whole world's looking at me. Really? Thinking that, oh, God, look at this or look at that. And I'm so conscious. Um, but I'm starting to love myself more now. Like, at the end of the day, if I wanted, if I hated it that much, I'd do something extra about it. Mm. So how did you start to love it? That's that point there. What do you do? What do you tell yourself that people listening will really resonate with? Because so many women try mm. so many different things. Deprivation constantly. Deprived, deprived, just to get to their body that they want to. Yeah. But at the end, end up binging. Because actually, deprivation doesn't lead to... It, it just leads to binging, really. Yeah, it Because does. you tell someone not to do something, even to a child, like Lola, don't do that. Lola's going to actually do that because her yeah. mind is registering, do it. Yeah. And you see that, a repeated behaviour. How do you, what do you tell yourself? that Because you, that word you just said, I have started to love myself. Is that a lot of thinking, inner thinking that you've been doing? Thinking, podcasting, reading. Mm. I think if you don't love yourself, you can't love anyone else. Mm. Um, and... So some self-development, some yeah, self-journey you've self- gone on. Yeah, definitely. I've done a lot of that over mm. the last year or so. Um, obviously, I'm a single girl, so I want to start dating this cool. year. I want to possibly find the person that I want to be with forever. Like that would be the ultimate dream yeah. for me, especially to like kind of finalise our little family that we've got. So I've got to start loving myself. I've always that will always hold me back yeah. to when you start seeing each other like closer up and things like that like mm. it's just gonna you just gotta love yourself and like I said if I hated myself all the time when I feel like that then I'd do more about it mm-hmm. so I can't hate it that much yeah exactly so you've got a bit of knowledge acknowledgement on your own self thinking yeah. this is who I am this is this is where I'm at definitely uh, did you find that um, you said about your stomach did you find that because after having children uh, after having your daughter was that why or you always didn't like your stomach I've never liked it. It's always been like you know, in your family, you always have like the your same jeans, legs. Your jeans, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. For our family, it's always been our stomachs, um, but it was definitely not what it is like now. Because obviously, I've had a baby. Yeah. So, but then a lot of that then comes to posture. 
Yeah. So like I can be sometimes quite slouchy. So obviously my stomach's gonna look rubbish. Mm. Whereas if you hold yourself up better, yeah. then obviously it's, it's, it doesn't. Um, but then I've got to love myself as in the way where actually my stomach's like that, or I might have stretch marks on my stomach because I had a baby. Like that was part of her growing in me, and yeah. I have to remember that, and I love that. Yeah. Like they're the marks of pregnancy. And that's amazing because so you have moments like that, but you can talk yourself out of the negativity yeah. into more positivity. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Amazing. Otherwise, you'd be an emotional wreck, wouldn't yeah, you? You take yourself, and that confidence is going to knock your business, your yeah. relationships, everything. Yeah. Everything impacts. So you touched a little bit on about starting to date. Mm-hmm. How do you make time for this? I take it you haven't made any time in the past, uh, or have you had a little, a little bit of a dating and it didn't quite work out because you're very busy? Yeah, I mean, I've dated in the past. Um, I've been single for a long time now, so I've dated I've had like relationships here and there that aren't really serious dating's hard um as a mum and as a business owner Mm -hmm. and then obviously being on your own so I won't let anyone look after Lola Mm -hmm. other than my parents so I will rely on them for a night off tonight Mm -hmm. I actually have a date so I'm gonna oh fantastic amazing (laughs) my parents are having Lola and I will go out so that's I will make sure I make time for that now whereas before it was just no I need to be with Lola okay um, but I'm at the point now where actually no it's okay for her to stay around yeah. her grandparents she they love it actually. she loves yeah, it exactly. like, they've been my rock through the whole pregnancy and the whole of having Lola she loves it there um, so because you battle with the skill okay I'm working all the time then when I've got her I'm going on a date. date what kind of yeah, like, like, what, what kind of mum am I yeah exactly yeah so <laughs> But like, not really, because you need you t- your you time. You need your time. Yeah. And what I will always remember, I used to talk about this to my mum as well, like, because she, when I first fell pregnant, she was like, I know you've always wanted a baby, but when she or he arrives, that you will want more than that as well. Mm. Yeah. Like, your, like, your children don't really define who, who you are. are. And one day they are going to grow up, yeah. and they are going to leave you, and then what? Yeah, exactly. Like, so... I do you think can't it's stop now. everything, and I think some some women do tend to stop everything until the yeah. kids are a certain age because that's how they feel comfortable and understand that. Because yeah. we've all done some of that, like no, we don't want anyone else to look after our kids. But actually, when we start releasing that little bit and giving ourselves a bit of space um, and allowing other people to come into our life, in particular with yourself mm-hmm. dating, because ha- relationships are important. Do you think? Very important. Yeah. Very important. Especially when you're on your own so much. So even though I have an amazing team of people, I surround myself with like gorgeous people, I've got friends, family, etc. It's still so lonely. It's not they're not coming back with you. No, not, you know, they're I not shut gonna the listen door to... with just me and Lai. She goes yeah. to bed at seven. Yeah. I'm on my own. Mm. Like I'm on my own a lot. Mm. So to have a partner there, I literally can I I would love it. Yeah. But it hasn't been the right time up until now, and now I feel ready. I feel like you can't go into a relationship unless you're not 100% ready. Yeah. Like I said, loving yourself more, like, feel that you could let someone in completely. Yeah. Um, because especially I wear my heart on my sleeve, I need to be fully invested in someone. Mm. Um, and I feel that that's possibly my time now, whereas before it definitely wasn't. Yeah. So you, once you feel ready, you then put it out to universe for that right person to come forward. Yeah. When before you weren't ready, those things probably weren't happening. Yeah. Or they were happening, but things were not working out. Definitely. So you feel like you're ready to to in, engage this part of your yeah. your life. Definitely. Amazing. Awesome. How do you um, how do you plan? Is you, uh, do you use kind of a Google Calendar? What do you do to make sure you are every single thing that's met in the in the day? My calendar on my phone is my saviour. Without mm-hmm. that, I would be really screwed. Um, I will have every single day. Like if you looked at my calendar, it gives most people anxiety because there's dots everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it gives me great pleasure taking off or deleting them parts, parts. of the diary. Um, every day like this morning I made sure I'd done most of my stuff this morning so I could come today I can go to the salon later without knowing I've got all this stuff hanging over my head and a lot of the time I'll work later through the night to then have an easier day the next day Um, but planning is key for me structure is key for me and yeah my diary and I do have an assistant as well because I'm so busy so she helps me with my diary too Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah that's planning's key do you plan any particular day? Like on a Sunday you sit down and plan or is there a... 
It just comes in as and when. So if something okay. comes in today, I'll just put that a slot, for example, on Wednesday. So sort of planning is daily, so it, really? Definitely okay. daily. I couldn't do the whole, okay, sit down on Sunday and plan my week, because like, <laughs> my schedule's so far in advance. Okay. So when things come in, it just means I'm shooting through my diary, seeing where I could slot that in and add that in the diary. Mm-hmm. As long as it's in the calendar, it's getting done. Awesome. And what, so the bigger plan is to to have more training camp you want to go towards more training is that what you want yeah, to do yeah more training so at the moment we're recruiting for more trainers um nationwide mm-hmm. so different locations rather than we've got two locations at the moment which is Gloucestershire and Luton for okay. our training academies so we want more trainers coming on board um I don't know if we'll open up more salons or not I'm not sure part of me especially this year because I've sat such an intense year last year I'm more wanting to concentrate on me, Lola, and what we have now okay. with the businesses. Um, Rather than opening more and expanding. Yeah. yeah. I always stretch myself really thin, so Do I'm you? always opening up more businesses. Mm-hmm. I'm always bringing in more ideas or changing mm-hmm. something. And I thought, no, this year, I'm just going to have a smooth year. I yeah. say this, next week, I'm going to invest in something. <laughs> <laughs> at the plan in my head, yeah. in my head at the moment, that's the plan. Yeah. Um, and then the business mentoring side of things is obviously my newfound passion, so yeah. I absolutely love that. You're loving that, that aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so um, more masterminds, events, public speaking, that type of thing. So okay. you do public speaking? Yes. Okay, where have you spoken so far? Um, World Lash University, which okay. is a Lash-based conference. I've spoken at Olympia Beauty, which is um, a trade show in London. Um, networking places for the needed speakers do you feel I colleges, I go around and do motivational okay. speaks at colleges um, various things like that do you get uh, nervous when you're about to go on stage? oh I poop myself do you? yeah yeah yeah, to the point where I'm like the next day, the next the day before I'm like, do I cancel this? Yeah, <laughs> why, why why am I putting myself in through this? but yeah. I never say no, I feel like I even though I, I hate it, I've yeah. actually had um, uh, oh, what's called hypnotherapy for 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 public speaking. Have you? Oh yeah. my god, you didn't tell me about this. How, how does that work? Uh, did it work? Uh, yeah, I think so. Well, actually, I think I'm doing quite good at this podcast today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's n- like you're just flowing there through. In terms of standing in front of people. Yeah, I think any there speaking. There is a physiological like, changes on your body where the hands are sweaty, with the armpits. Hands sweaty. I will mostly be in the toilet before the toilet. Um I feel that I can't get my words out right, which I'm still actually like that. I'm dyslexic, so mm-hmm. sometimes I do get my my talk mm-hmm. modelled up and stuff like that. Like I just done it then. Like it just happens. It's just me. Um, but I would never, even though I hated it, I still would never say no. Mm-hmm. Like I still push myself. It's that side of you, like I'm not, I'm gonna do it, whatever. Yeah, I'm going to say yes and then worry about it. Yeah, after. I would just yeah. yeah, and I won't plan nothing. Yeah. I won't ever plan a talk. I just go up there. And, oh really? Yeah. Okay. How did you tell the story? Because it comes from the heart. Yeah, absolutely. I just think if it's not if it's. Everyone works differently, but for me, it's better not to plan mm. and then do it on the day and it comes from the heart. I might have, um, like, quick notes. Yeah. But Things that you want to cover. Yeah, yeah, but otherwise I don't do no planning. Do you do Q&As at the end? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but the hypnotherapy worked loads because I hated that feeling before a talk. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually done a talk since the hypnotherapy, but I have okay. done a lot of podcasting and stuff you have like, your own podcast show I believe yeah, yeah. the life of KG yeah. is industry based okay. um, but a lot of businesses that aren't in, in the industry listen as well and get really mm-hmm. good feedback so that's good um, so yeah I think it's it's definitely helped what did they do like what's the process of hypnotherapy so it wasn't just hypnotherapy it's called something else and I can't remember the top of my head what it was but she basically took me under into hypnotherapy and she takes you back to points in your life of where you've been triggered on whatever uh, that is and when you're under hip my like it's amazing the things that you think of that you had no idea of why you are who you are today so wow. there was like an incident that come in for me of when I was surrounded by the bullies so that was because my hypnotherapy was all about public speaking but then why I care about so much about what people think of me mm, it's still linked isn't it it's all linked yes 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 so the, the three points for me were um yeah the bullies 
So remembering that exact moment of them um, surrounding me, so that was one of my points. So obviously that was my self-doubt and everything f- mm. for me. The other point was um, sitting on my sofa when I was 10 weeks pregnant and telling uh, Lola's father to leave and wanting to be a single mum and making that decision. Um, and that was again worried, what are people gonna think of me? I'm pregnant and single, mm. like how am I gonna deal with that? So it was another moment. And then another moment was um, uh, something going on with a team member at the time um, that affected me so big back then. So again, it was all to do with confrontation and mm. what people think of me. Mm. Um, and so to clear that like helped so much. So she takes you under, she brings it out, like you're crying, like you're going in a yeah, state. Yeah, it's really, really emotional. I was a state. Well, like, you, so when she takes you back, you're literally there. You feel yeah. like you're there surrounded. You yeah. can feel the presence. Yeah. Wow. It's really crazy and because when you're hypnotised your eyes are closed and your head's down mm. and you can't physically open your eyes even though you're sobbing. Wow. Like it was it was really powerful and then she would do a recording that you have to listen to every yeah. day for like thirty days and even though that thirty days is done I still listen to it. Like it actually makes me go to sleep now, otherwise I'll be up. So yeah, really, really It's like affirmation type things? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's really helped, isn't it? It's yeah. a, it's just a mindset. Yeah, it is mind just mindset. Worrying about something actually they what you're thinking about the, the people that are looking at you that's not what they're thinking yeah <laughs> they're like well tell us what you want to tell us you know we're the, but we're thinking you're judging me you're looking at me you think i'm big you think i'm small you think my hair is like that everything yeah and you definitely don't know what you think i don't know what i'm talking about and all of those can set in can't they yeah definitely yeah. it is one of the most scariest thing to do public speaking I, I must say and you only know it and anyone listening to this if you know it, and most of actually people have come here are speakers mm-hmm. um, and you only know the feeling uh, unless you don't know it unless you do it yes. you literally are you're not sh- you the for you to feel the physiological symptom you have to stand up in front definitely and then deliver some kind of a talk i had one public speaking event it was very very small and actually debbie from the hub was there and it was like the second or third time that i'd met debbie and you had to go up and then tell your story and i remember i prepped for this one mm. Because someone I was um, speaking to back then is a good friend of mine. He's in public speaking as well. So he told me about how to um, talk about when you were younger and use it in like, um, so it wasn't you. So I knew a little girl that was going through this rather than okay. I went through this. Okay. And I thought, let's give that a go because that sounds quite powerful. Well, bloody start broke it down and crying. Did you actually on stage? On oh, stage. Well, I bet that came across quite powerful though, didn't well, it? Well, maybe, but I felt like I couldn't do a speak again. Oh, like gosh. I literally was so embarrassed but I couldn't hold it back and like it's all because I was talking about this little girl getting bullied thinking oh this will be easier to do it like because it's not me it's someone it's else me and it was oh, well yeah because yeah. <laughs> then at the end of telling that story I was like and that little girl was me that little girl was me and I literally <laughs> oh, so you finished it <laughs> yeah. you did oh well done wow so um yeah did I'm you not get, doing that again what did you get did you get any feedback about that um, I think everyone just felt sorry for me. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, it was a very intimate gig, yeah, that one. Okay. Thank God. It wasn't hundreds of people, yeah. but yeah, I won't use that trick again. But Works I th- for him, I, I, not I think, me. I think um, just that's what you just did there, um, so many people would relate to that. Yeah. And I think it's, re- it's such a brave thing to do, but I think you couldn't even control it. You tried to control it, you tried to hold it in, but sometimes that comes out and it's just a human thing to do, isn't it? Yeah. Looking back, actually, that's a probably could be one of your best moments there yeah because other people might have been quite affected by it in a good way yeah like, if she can speak up about it then that means i can and if she can get over it mm-hmm. and and look at her now yeah then maybe i have hope as well you know people of uh, victims of abuse and all kinds of bullying mm-hmm. and people hold it all in here but that it keeps affecting their daily life yeah but they don't bring it out because they think this is just my past but actually it's manifesting yes. in other ways that they're not sh- they probably don't see it mm-hmm. in their behaviors or where their relationships are yeah. but i think you d- i think that was a, a great thing that you did amazing yeah. really really good <laughs> it put me off for a while i just thought every speech i'm gonna just burst out crying but i haven't since so lucky <laughs> what's your biggest fear um, you can't say public speaking because you've got over that one failure okay mm. i put a lot of pressure on myself all the time yeah um, and I think a lot of that comes from the perception of who I am as well. People have a view of what I am or what I should become or what's next. So mm. there's always a pressure of what's next, what you're going to do next. And it puts, it's just a lot of pressure. And mm. then f- 
with risk comes with failure and yeah failure is definitely my worst fear but then you can only learn and grow from failure at the same time 100% definitely yeah so when you have failed in the past you have learned from it definitely and got grown grown even bigger in terms of your businesses and amazing what would you say to women listening to this that are they've got passion they've got a gift but they're too frightened to take their next step and they're probably stuck in a job they don't like just go for it find out what you're passionate about because without passion you can't do it um and just give it a go surround yourself with like-minded people that aren't gonna that's hold really you back that's really important isn't it really important surround did, yourself did, with did you people. Um, come across people that were adverse to what you were doing telling you this is never gonna work yeah definitely yeah definitely and that's not even like a bad point for them or anything they're just they're just Looking not that, for you. that yeah. yeah and they're not minded like I am they're not maybe business minded they're not risk takers and that's fine but you have to surround yourself with like minded people people that are going to push you to that next level and that's so important and feeding yourself all the time with the content you need so for I live on um, listening to podcasts Mm -hmm. reading like I won't be in my car and listen to the radio some people might think that's really sad but I don't want to put that into my head I want to learn or I want to motivate myself or progress myself more so I'm constantly inhaling everything you're just absorbing 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 aren't you what is your favourite podcast mine no of course (laughs) after that Um, how I built this I love that it's amazing that's just when you're having a really bad time in business like it is such a good yeah. podcast to listen to because it has so many like super super successful yeah. people on it yeah that 100% no one has a smooth journey and it's sometimes like, even though you know that it's good to just rehear it from mm-hmm. someone who's way up there yeah definitely so how I built this I'd say is my like number one and also Life of a CEO by oh, Stephen, Stephen Bartlett okay um, he is a, a, a massive business owner in the like media world yeah and yeah he's always telling his story of a C, being a CEO and it's like really and the good today goes through yeah. And, yeah and no matter what podcast you put on it will relate somehow so yeah. I love that so anything that's really real yeah I love because the life of CEO is quite lonely isn't it yeah because you said that before so these kind of things really help to remember that actually there's other people that are in a similar situation it almost makes you feel good straight Definitely. away because yeah. even like if you do have a partner they might not still understand yeah that's absolutely correct and that, that I was going to ask you that actually um, and we were just to something else is do you ever worry about meeting someone who perhaps isn't as successful as you are Mm. how would that work do you worry about that I think that's why most of my relationships haven't lasted um, for me, I don't care what job they do, mm. how much they earn, where they live. It's not really a, a big thing to me as long as we want the same things mm-hmm. or we've got the same morals. But then somehow money or materialistic things or the way my lifestyle is always gets in the way. So they will love it that we do this and we do that. But then they feel under pressure mm. or they... Um, intimidated a lot of the time so then they'll be like I've had say for example one person I dated ended things because it's like I'm never never going to be able to keep up with you like for me I think that's really sad because I don't want them to keep up with me Mm. I just want us to have fun and just do normal things that they constantly feel that they have to be as successful or be better or uh, more um and I would never put that pressure on someone because for me it's not that I just want companionship and no, build a family and someone to talk to and that type of thing but why, why do you think that happens I really don't know I think it's, it's like a man uh, a man in the society has been put on a certain pedestal and they they think they must provide I think a lot of it's to do with that yeah um, a lot of men I don't think with mind most of the people that I meet and do but a lot of it just does just come down to intimidation mm or they feel that they have to keep up whereas say for example holidays like I can go on holiday just me and Lola I don't need that person to come mm. on holiday put pressure yeah. on them that That's they have right. to come yeah. but then they would feel like that they have to come or, mm. or like, they want to come they want to yeah. come or they wouldn't be able to keep up with that um, 
or they don't understand when I am working at night time or I am getting up early in the morning yeah. or they don't understand why I don't want to binge TV like yeah. I would rather do something else like I would never stop that person watch t- t- watching TV or whatever they want to watch but I would rather sit there on the sofa with them but on my laptop yeah yeah. I don't see what the so big problem you, is. So you, you feel you have that flexibility yeah. to offer, but that that person isn't quite as flexible. They think less. We need to be doing everything either together, or I need to bring in exact same money as Katie's bringing in, yeah. or we have same lifestyle goals, all the same holidays. Yeah, and that will stop you kind of almost feeling good about your own success. Isn't yeah, it? definitely. That's what must be quite hard really yeah. for you, unless they're in the same capacity as you are. Yeah. But also, even within that, people have, uh, what kind of habits would they have? Would you, mm. you know, what, what could you not live with, for example? Mm. What, if they, what if they sat down and watched, uh, I don't know, on Love Island every night and you're like, mm, it's not my thing, mm. you know? How do you, how do you plan to, it's something they don't mind don't me doing something else. Yeah then I haven't got a problem with what they want to watch so or what they want to do. So you're happy to let them live the way they are and let, as long as you're allowed to live how you are. Yeah, we're not going to like all the same things and I don't think it's healthy that we do like all the same mm. things and do everything together. Like, and I'm quite happy with being with them there as long as they're happy with me doing my thing or watching my thing. Like, it's, it is really hard. It all, it's all down to compromise. It is. It's, it's very, very hard because um, uh, my ex-husband, we both had very different ways of living. Um, I was uh, I had postnatal depression and after having my second child I started to run to heal mm-hmm. so I could come off antidepressants and because I was running so much I got addicted to it it was a little bit unhealthy really uh, mm-hmm. I lost loads of weight looked gaunt and everyone was commenting what's wrong with you and my husband will sit and watch TV cricket and he will maybe have a few biscuits and I used to think this used to be putting me off like why are you doing that why are you not doing what I'm doing or you know it's really yeah. hard when the other although he's doing what he always does well why am I being like that but at that time I thought no you're just not interested in your health and I can't deal with this this is just too difficult you've yeah. got completely different interests I think people part as a result of people changing yeah um, now I'm married to someone who's got very similar um interest as me and I find that easy but when he doesn't I find that really hard so for example Mm. every Friday night we have a date night every Friday night regardless of what goes on in planet earth it doesn't get cancelled we're very uh, particular about it just because we want to water the the plant as we call it in in the relationship and we have Ben and Jerry's and we have a little bit cheese on our food you know normally the whole week is quite healthy Um, but when it comes to picking a movie I want to watch chick flick. I can't stand the movies with guns and horror. And, and he, he's like, oh my god, are you really going to pick this one? Oh my god, you know. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I can't watch that. It makes me feel sick. It's just fake. It's fake. Yeah. You know, it's just noises and people killing each other. I can't deal with this. So we like we sit there. We have a little little bit of like the argument. And then what we've decided is one week he can pick one, and the next week. But even the, how do I sit through that? I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> so now we've decided together, let's pick one that we both like. So we've now exhausted Adam Sandler movies because we've come to a conclusion that this movie, actually we can both watch and we can both laugh. We're trying to find something of that. But then we can move forward from this particular point. Otherwise you're just stuck and you're like, well, it's my Friday night and I work really hard all week and I'm really... If you enjoy the content of this podcast please share with someone who could really benefit from this interview thank you